Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cat Like Reflexes. Cat Like Reflexes. Welcome to the program. My name is Brian Pitts, and I am joined once again by the podcast Julian Ross and Brendan Main. Welcome back. Hey, yo. One of the things that we talk about a lot on this show are uh, our movies and watching them. We, in fact, we did an episode not long ago about how we watch movies in terms of like going to the theater and uh, how you like to set up your room and all those things. And uh, it was a really interesting conversation. But um, lately, we've been having uh, a lot of talk. Uh, I, I would call it sometimes a little bit uh, nostalgically uh, about how how you get your movies. So what I mean is. Uh, what you know? What for instance? When was the last time you went to a video store, like an actual honest to god video store where there's boxes with like a little, you know, a clothespin with a number on it, and you take it up to the front and get a movie? Um, they don't have those anymore. Um, with the rise of uh, streaming video, um, you, you know, things like Netflix, Amazon, uh, those kinds of things. It's it's really changed the way that we uh, engage with that. I would say the second wave of movies. The, it's out of theaters, it's on video. How do we get to that stuff? Or, I think it's changed a lot. Or has it changed? Maybe the technology has changed, but a lot of what we uh, mentally go through to, to, to choose a movie maybe is the same. I don't know. Uh, Brendan, you were talking earlier about uh, about Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. And about how, how hard it is to find some of the, the good stuff on Netflix. Right. I mean, and that's... Subjective, right? And I mean, a couple of things. One, Netflix um, works really, 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 really hard on knowing what people's tastes are, right? And in fact, when you think about that, Netflix has a better understanding of people's viewing tastes than really ever before, right? Because I mean, you think about you think about cable, right? And they're sure. like, we'll figure out what people like by following what a tiny, 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 tiny percentage of people watch. Right. right, the Netflix just gets it all right. They can just Big Brother you. One hundred percent ratings. Yeah, and so like, and so they can, and I think in the in the shows that they produce, they've been like, look, we know that this is going to be a hit because we we see into the brains of everybody who sort of does their does their thing. So I mean, so that's Netflix. I mean, they've and they've they've made a, and they've made a science of it, and that's quite wonderful. But the thing about Netflix is that like, it's this huge database, right? Um, they contain so much, and all they can really do is kind of serve it up to you hot, right? So they can just be like, "Look, it's a string of titles." It's all very searchable, but sometimes you don't know what you're looking for, right? That's true. You don't know what you're looking for. Your ability to find something is kind of kind of curtailed. Like in the old days, if you went to Blockbuster or or, or Rogers or some or some other video store, every movie they have is out on display. Yeah. Like, everything is there. If you walk around long enough, you'll see everything. Mm-hmm. But Netflix doesn't have the same... I mean, they're equivalents. They're equivalents in the sense that, like, they have all the title there, right? Very very colorful and so on. Um, and if you want to know what... It, if you, there's a specific movie... Like, do you remember back when Netflix was terrible? And, like, you would ask for a single movie, and then it it would inevitably not have it, but recommend something that yes. was ostensibly like it, but was always, like... Babe 2. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was always. And it was had, Babe 2. It was always. Of, they had a lot of sequels, but not the first. Yeah, yeah. it's true. I remember Early they would on. have like Sequest DSV, like the whole series, except the pilot. Yeah. 
like something silly. So like you'd that. be like, "Do you have Animal Farm?" They'd be like, "No, but we have Babe," which is a terrible <laughs> example because, like, a lot of times they recommend something like Babe, Big of the City. The, the original thing you're looking for doesn't have pigs in it, right? Do, do, you, have, do you have do you have da- do you have Dazed and Confused? Yeah. They'd be like, "No." Do you want to watch, you know, Anaconda? They're like, no, I don't. I, I, it, I, I can't imagine anyone being like, yes, I would like to watch it. I want to watch this just ridiculous other thing. And keep in mind, um, we're talking about Canadian Netflix, which was for quite some time the sort of ertzats. That's true. I think it's gotten better. Yeah. That's great. Canadian Netflix. Thumbs up. Yeah. Jillian, how do you find movies? Like, uh, I know you watch a lot of TV movies. We talked about that in the last episode. But, like, when you are maybe looking for something, how do you... What do you do? Um, What's your setup? <laughs> you know what? I, I would spend more time on Netflix if I could, but uh, I live in an area that gets pretty sketchy internet oh. service sometimes. So if more than one person in the house is trying to use it at once, you're buffering like every 13 seconds or something. Right, right. Um, I, I am still a movie renter. Really? My local convenience store still has a Junk movie City. rental. The Wyvel Jug City, yeah. They wow. have a, a movie renting section. I will take the little clothespin up to the front. They write my name down in a spiral notebook. And I bring it back the next day by 1 p.m. Wow. That's how the cavemen rented movies. I yeah. know. That's how, wow. that's how they did it back in the day. And your local public library. Yeah, that's true. I am a big... I mean, I have multiple library cards, and I will have stuff out from more than one place all at once. Yeah. That's true. That's, that's, that's true. I've been with you when you're returning things to the library, and yeah. it's like, it's almost comical, because you're <laughs> like, I'm returning the following nine items, and I'm picking this up from this library, yeah. and I asked them to bring the other thing from another library, and you had like your own box at the library that they would put things in or something, like a like a shelf with your name on it. Or... The, the, Barry, the Barry Library has a pretty... Uh user-friendly hold section. Right. You don't have to talk to anybody. You just walk up and grab it. You don't have to talk to anybody. I was amazed when I saw that. You just come in, you check yourself in, you check yourself out. You don't have to talk to anyone. I don't even use my library card because I know my library card numbers. Wow. That's pretty tech. Off off by heart. I don't even need the card. On a fundamental level, though, like, libraries really stepped up to stepped up to the plate when Blockbuster kind of, like, you know, like, just came tumbling down like the House Usher, right? Like, um, libraries have wonderful... Libraries in the last, you know, couple years have really moved towards um, digital media, have really moved towards sort of being like, you know what, why why don't we just have a bunch of DVDs in the corner? Why not? Yeah. Yeah. And, and more and more have video games, mm-hmm. video game libraries for people who need them. Yeah. Um... I mean, I maybe this is nostalgia kind of taking over and making things a little bit rosier than it it really was. But like, I remember going to rent a movie. It'd be like a Friday night, and your buddies would be like, "Let's go rent a movie," and you'd go to Rogers Video or you know whatever your place was, and you would spend like forty minutes in there Mm -hmm. just looking for a movie, and that in itself was an enjoyable activity, I think. Yeah. And that was only the section on this side of the curtain. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. On the other side, you didn't spend that much time in there. No, because you the might run the, into somebody you know. Yeah, and usually the back of the box was enough to get the job done. And 
what? Anyway, just in inside all the boxes is just sawdust. Just something to give it a little bit of hand. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, and you would and you would grab things and be like, oh man, have you seen this? No, I haven't. Or yes, it I was have. Kind, it was or, kind of an experience. Yeah, the jumbo video had that huge popcorn machine, and you'd fill up the bag of popcorn and you'd eat popcorn while yeah. you wandered around. And like looked at your movies and decided what you wanted to watch, and like you have like eight in your hands, and then you have to put four back because you only have <laughs> like six bucks on you. But yeah, I remember just when I rented movies, I remember watching more movies. Like on Netflix, I don't I watch movies, but I don't like I used to rent two movies at a time in in, in a single night, and now I'm like, when did I have four hours in a night to watch movies? Like I don't. Well, you have a kid. Well, I do now, but I mean... I still do that. <laughs> <laughs> do you? Well, yeah. see, that's great. And I mean, we talked about, before the podcast, we talked about how like you might spend 25 minutes browsing Netflix and not watch anything, because that's the experience, but yeah. is that is that as enjoyable as walking around the video store? No. I, f- I find it a bit frustrating, because I, I will be that person who just gets so overwhelmed by my, my choices on Netflix and not knowing what I want to watch... That I will just be like, you know what? No, I'm just gonna. I'll go watch something I own, or I'll go yeah. see what's on TV. Although I do the same thing with fast food choices sometimes. Oh yeah. I get overwhelmed by my options oh. and end up going home hungry. Sometimes <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Sometimes I don't. I don't stick the. Sometimes I'm standing in line and I'm like, "What am I gonna eat? Of these, all these delicious options." And then I get there and then I don't stick the landing. Yeah. And it's like. Oh, I haven't chosen yet, and here I am now. You know what, Jillian and I, when we had lunch today, uh, Jillian and I uh, are co-workers, and we had a we had to have a particularly late lunch today mm-hmm. because of the nature of what we were working on today. And we went to uh, like a diner, like a burger yep. diner, and uh, there was a, they have a lot of choices, and I ended up going with the fish sandwich. Yeah. I was a little disappointed. Aww. Not because the fish sandwich wasn't delicious. It was delicious. But I really just wanted a hamburger. Oh, and I talked you into the fish sandwich. No, that's okay. You didn't talk me into <laughs> anything. I, I, I chose it of my own free will. But uh, it, it didn't stick the landing, right? And I think yeah. mo- watching movies sometimes, you, you sometimes you... Uh, at Netflix, there's like... There's no risk. If you start watching something and it sucks, you can just turn it off and instantly watch something else. Yeah. But I find like I... I don't want to start something on Netflix unless I'm really sure, and I think it's because Netflix is watching. Me. Netflix knows. Yeah. And if I turn something on and I don't like it, Netflix is going to insist that I want more of that. Mm-hmm. I always have this feeling that it, Netflix is looking over my shoulder, which I never had at a video store, which I guess they knew what you were renting, because... But but they couldn't do anything about it. They couldn't do anything with that information. They weren't going to be. You were going to walk in, and the guys going to be like, "Here's Babe Two, Pig in the City." Yeah. Um, and yeah. I mean, that's a weird feeling, like of of being of being observed. Yeah, and I mean, and we talking about surveillance. I mean, you think about it, it's sort of like, I heard this movie sucks. I want to watch some of this suck ass movie, but to click on it is is this tacit acquiescence to it, right? Is being like, oh, this is part of my experience now. Netflix is like, oh, I'm just going to put this right here, just forever. Then I'm going to uh, ask you about it. Then I'm going to remind you. It's like, hey, since you watched this, yeah, you like these other things. Since you watched the first 20 minutes of Battleship, we think you're going <laughs> to like. So, like, 
if somebody else gets at your Netflix, they can just jink it up forever, right? Yeah. Which one of those good solutions is that like they have now they have they have now they have uh, kid accounts, right? Right. Or or several profiles, right? Because for a while it was just you had your single Netflix, yeah. right? The closest you can get to sort of Netflix anonymity is to like create like a burner profile, right? But such a good idea. But I think like Netflix could benefit from an incognito mode. Yeah. You know, like Chrome. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just. You know, just for tonight, I just want to watch... I just want to see why Jack Frost is so terrible. Yeah. You know, or or whatever. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Do you guys feel that way, too, about Netflix I watching was, you? I was actually just thinking, like, have you ever been watching your Netflix account with someone else and been embarrassed by some of the stuff that popped yes. up in your, like, recently viewed? Because it's, you know, letting out your dirty little secret. You know what? I watched this terrible movie. I watched one time a documentary about the post-career lives of porn stars. It's like once they're done porn. I watched that. Did you watch that too? Calling watched that. I forget what it was called, but it was sort of like after they're done porn, what do they do with their lives? I think it's called. Callie was telling me about it. Isn't called like after porn? Something like that. And so I watched it, and it was interesting. It's just a documentary. It's nothing. It wasn't that salacious. No, not at all. Uh, but then all of a sudden I got all these, anything related to porn is now in my Netflix, any documentary or, <laughs> or, or like movie that's about a porn star or whatever, and it all started popping up. And Bethany's like, what the hell have you been watching yeah. on Netflix? I'm like, honest to God, I was just watching a documentary. You know, um, it's a little sensitive. It's like when you, when you see the guts of it, it's a little disconcerting. Like if you, yeah, sometimes I would go on Amazon just to see what something costs. Not even that I wanted to buy it. Yeah. But just like one day, it's like I wonder what a hovercraft costs or whatever. Right. So you type it in and you have hovercraft, and you go, "Oh, that's what a hovercraft costs." And then everywhere you go on the internet are just ads for hovercrafts, and you yeah. know it's not a coincidence. Yes, and you get to see the guts of the machine and, and how it's coming out at you, and it's a little bit creepy. I don't yeah, know. it's like you know, on your Facebook account, well, you guys don't have this problem, but if your relationship status is single, the ads that come up along the side. Oh really? Like like what? Like so much Christian mingle. Really? Yes, and I have no idea why. Sign up just to just to kind of skew their numbers. Maybe. Yeah. Just to start messing with them. Well, you think that's bad? You know, somebody like me who is married yet still wants to date Russian women in his area. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean that's the plight, right? I should just put it's complicated on my Facebook, and maybe that'll. You do that and see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> that can be your next podcast. How did that turn out for Brendan? We could all, in our next podcast, we could all put It's Complicated on Imagine And then just do a podcast about how that went. Imagine everybody had an It's, like, just celebrated an It's Complicated day, <laughs> where everyone just switched to It's Complicated on Facebook. Just, just all mass, you know? Right. You know, and then, like... And then that would, that would give people an out if they really, if they, it really was complicated. Like how some people are going to have like uh, the, the, the France filter or the, the gay pride filter or sure. the Halloween filter or the green filter on their icon forever is like, just be like, switch to what's complicated, never switch back. Because for whom isn't it complicated? You know, life's complicated. It is kind of complicated. Yeah. Um, I guess we got a little off topic there, but oh, about, about surveillance, but that's okay. That's kind of that's the kind of podcast we have here. We don't care. We don't pay no mind to no format. That's right. A little bit of the old Foucault in there. Yeah. Talking about the surveillance state. No, it's true. Like, 
when you talk about viewing something, um, experience something on Netflix, like it all counts, right? So I mean, the problem with incognito mode is that like Netflix really, really. I guess Netflix, even if you're on incognito mode, could still like gather data from you. Well, even if you're on incognito mode, you still have to sign in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To have your account, and then they Netflix know. Would, Netflix would still Because they're not, they're not tracking you on your browser. They're tracking you on their servers. So, yeah. so they just, know, but nobody else ever has to. No. Mm-hmm. I um, think, personally, I think that the bane of watching really good stuff on Netflix is the fact that Netflix has normalized binge-watching TV shows. It yeah. is a black hole. It's yeah. just how you do it now. Yeah. Right? And so, so Netflix has changed the way we view TV, changed the way... Changed a lot of things. I think that Netflix is, in part, along with sort of like this renaissance of TV, or naissance, because TV is kind of better than it's ever been, changed the way that we think about TV, the way that we rank TV. And um, one of the things that takes a hit is the experience of movie going. Because it's sort of like, okay, let me tell you about this show. You need to go watch this show. It's five seasons the first two seasons aren't good. You so watch two seasons of something terrible. Of something terrible. Then you get into the sweet meat, then you get into the good shit. And it's so like you gotta do like sixteen hours of prep to get to the And it's thing. like what kind of monkey's paw curse have you just fucking laid at my fucking feet? <laughs> Why did you just tell me to go do four hundred hours of something? Don't you know we're gonna die? <laughs> and so when people sort of like Say, go, go and watch all of this. Watch it until it's done. It's on Netflix. Why are you doing now? Every evening until it's done. They're making more of it. It will never end. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's TV. Yeah. Like at some point, maybe Netflix will be listed as one of the leading causes of heart disease. Yeah. 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 People got to figure it out. I mean, I, I, for instance, uh, I was really excited for Jessica Jones. Yeah, Alias. Yeah, Alias, because I was a big fan of Daredevil. I guess it's actually called Jessica Jones. It's called so Jessica I, Jones. I don't know why I said Alias. But it is based on Alias. The book. It, is, it is Alias. Yeah, right? it alias. is Alias. Um, but it's co- this. the show is called Jessica Jones. I was a big fan of Daredevil, so I was excited for this. It, it came out at a time when I was really busy. We were working on the Mr. Everything, the show. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to wait. I wonder who wrote show. that show, that original show, by the way. I wonder who wrote that show. Uh, some guy, I think. Some yeah. famous, incredible. Some famous guy. He was nominated for an award. Yeah, yeah nominated yeah, yeah, for an award. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Everything by Brendan Maine. See it. Published soon, hopefully. Eight months. We're going to find out. We're going to find out if Mr. Everything gets you know published. What they call that? The slow no. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> but anyway, I wanted to watch Jessica Jones, but I wanted to wait until I had some free time because you got because you got to pound it you can't just watch delayed yeah. gratification right yeah. and also like I just didn't have time and but the problem is it came out like a few days before I was going to be able to watch it and it came out at midnight yeah and there were people who pounded the whole thing by morning yeah right or like this quick after so like they started at midnight and they just kept watching it until it was done and the people are tweeting it and like posting spoilers and and, and it's sort of like don't post spoilers. Like, not everyone's going to watch it in, in the first 16 hours of the thing being... I know. Some people are just dicks. You know, and it's like... Uh, but that's how Netflix encourages you to watch things. Is, is like, if you get through it first, you kind of win, right? Like, yeah. You're that much ahead of everybody else. Mm-hmm. I only watched one episode. Like, I got to it. Same here. Watched one episode. I, was, I just can't... I can't pound things like that anymore. 
you know what? Sadly, that that is that is my whole Saturday night plan. Actually, oh, my friend it? and I have made a whole plan that involves sitting down and watching as many episodes of Jessica Jones. It's not. Jessica Jones. It's oh. not lame if it's an event, though. If you get people together, you do it up. You know. If it's only one other person. Like imagine watching <laughs> football by yourself. People just, do it. Just watch, sitting there, just a single person, just watching football. I watch hockey by myself. I watch baseball by I myself. Watch I watch all sports by it's myself. None of it's Saturday for football. doesn't matter. No, football. football. Just watch the football. It's like you have like a big thing of nachos and they're all for you. That just means you don't have to share your nachos. It does. I, I'm not going to lie. It sounds pretty good. <laughs> all right. Well, but I, but one of the things in this podcast is that, you know, we can disagree on this. Of course we can. So we can. Of course we can. And ladies um, don't fight. Well, tell me what you think about this, because we were talking about how Netflix has all these algorithms, and I assume they're algorithms. I don't, I don't suppose there's like some guy. I think, I think it's just the, one guy. Some guy with a notepad being yeah. like, this guy wants to watch. Yeah. You know. Algorithms is the word. I think this person will like Breaking Bad. Um, but no, but they're, I mean, they, like you said, they have 100% of the of the ratings. They know what everybody watches They control all the, the vertical and the horizontal. I'm, re- I'm reminded <laughs> of the, I'm reminded of the, the... The anecdotes you hear about early television, when they would do ratings, I mean, there weren't that many stations, they didn't really know how to do ratings, so they would send cards out to certain households, randomly, I suppose, Right. Uh, and they would ask people to write down, or, or check off, I guess, on the cards, what they watched and when they watched it, which is easier when you only got three channels. So, And not surprisingly, everybody said they watched the news, they watched current event programs, they watched probably Ed Sullivan on Sunday nights or whatever. Uh, and they were like, great, so these are all the popular shows. But then once they figured out how to stick boxes to the side of the TV and actually monitor what people were watching, it turns out that all that was bullshit. People weren't <laughs> watching the news. They weren't watching current affairs shows. They were all watching garbage. Like, they were watching, like, well, not, I shouldn't say garbage, but, like, they weren't, they weren't just, like, watching this. But on the card, it was the stuff they wanted people to think they were watching. Right. I don't know sure, if they were yeah. being, I don't know if they were being intentionally misleading, but that's what they felt TV mm-hmm. was. It was sort of like other shows they watched didn't count, so they didn't write it down. I, I'm not sure. But once, yeah. once they could actually monitor it, it, it totally changed the ratings. And I feel like Netflix is kind of like that. Like, people say, well, I only like documentaries, and I only like you know, whatever. But then if you go to your Netflix queue, Netflix is like, bullshit, bullshit, you want to watch this garbage program. You don't want to watch The Third Man. But think about what Netflix was um, in its its infancy, right? Like, we didn't get, at least I don't think it was available in Canada, but it was a DVD mail program. True, true. Where they'd mail you DVDs. And in fact, the benefit there was, like, look, can you not get this DVD anywhere else? We'll mail it to you. And then mail it back to us. And then we'll mail you a different one. Yeah. And with that remove, it's sort of like, I'm going to get the most esoteric shit. It's about the Dalai Lama. I'm going to get this crazy... Yeah, but the Criterion Collection in your queue or Absolutely. whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Where, like, that do, that remove changes, I think, the way that we, we think about these types of things, right? Or, like... And great movies are on Netflix, but it's just a matter of being like, you know what? I don't want to watch this show and 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 this show and, this show and, this show and like the wall of stuff. It's just like it's it's a difficult choice. It's also a difficult choice because, like as you mentioned, sort of like the way that it's sort of designed is it's it it's hard to be an ambi- it's hard to be ambitious in sort of a in a sort of a place like that. It's sort of like time to watch this really ambitious movie. How do I do this? Do we do it alone, just right now? Yeah. 
or do I try to convince my wife to watch it? Where she's like, I am, like, Colleen will get into a groove, and she's like, she's into X-Files right now. And there's a lot of X-Files. Yeah, so like I'm like, seasons. yeah, and so I'm like, hey, do you want to uh, watch a movie? She's like, I'm kind of doing X-Files right now. It's like, you're going to be doing X-Files for a while. And she's like, it's all I need. Uh, or you, you kind of don't want to take a break because it'll 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 be not the most recently viewed thing, and then you got to go back to it. And you come back to it. You, f- you forget which one's name is Mulder and which one's name is Scully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You forget whether or not the truth is out there. I think it's out there. I think trust someone. <laughs> you come back and you're not sure if aliens exist or not. Or like TNG, right? So she's like, I'm gonna rewatch all of the Next Generation, even the Wharf heavy stuff, and it's like, woof. Except that one. Except for the one, which we will never watch again, because, like, why would anyone subject him to the Worf Breaks His Back episode, yeah, right? don't tell Father. Why would, you, why would you muscle your way through that? There's an episode where Worf Breaks His Back. There are worse episodes of TNG. There are much worse episodes of TNG in the first season and the last season. Yeah, see, I was never really into Next no? Gen. No? no? Oh, it's great. You say that as if, like, there's a different Star Trek for you? Is there a different Star Trek for you? I actually, I am one of the few people who really enjoyed Deep Space Nine. Uh, I agree. Thank yeah. you. I really liked it. Thank you. Deep Space Nine is terrific. Yeah. This is crazy. Voyager is garbage. Oh, my God. My dad is in love with Voyager. Really? I, I didn't care for Captain Janeway. I found her quite annoying. I kind of agree. I just, I and think gar- yes. there's nothing good about Voyager. It was 100% garbage. I just, it's unwatchable. Although, tell, <laughs> tell me you didn't enjoy it a little more after they picked up Seven of Nine. You know what? I, I When they picked up Seven of Nine, I felt it was a little too much. It was like, what do you take Jump me for, Voyager? Like, it's going to take a little more than that. Like, that was... Voyager came out in the internet era, and it was like, listen, if I want to see boobs, I can literally just type the word boobs into my computer now. This isn't like, you know, the 80s, okay? So it was like, no. Seven of my, it, it seemed a little bit too obvious as a ploy. Yes. Because yeah. she had, like, a skin-tight suit and fucking uh, high-heeled shoes. Yeah. What's that about? Anyway. That's just what she was wearing when she was assimilated. I know, I know. Yeah, she was a... She was a... Pole dancer, or I don't know. Anyway, sorry, you were talking about you were talking about Colleen uh, pounding through stuff. No, no, but I mean, but I mean, there's in in there's an indefatigable supply of TV, right? And like the longest movie, the most ambitious fucking movie, is still going to be in your brain in a couple hours. Yeah, it's still just going to be there, and you get it, you know. And then you're one movie up. And then you're one movie up, and it's sort of like all the movies that. you you know the premise of, but you haven't seen all the movies that you know the plot of, but you haven't seen all the movies that you kind of know the deal, but you haven't seen all the movies that have has has like a, a dude in it that you know about, but you haven't seen. Right. Like, they're all there, and that's just your homework, right? Like, once you're out of school, your homework is just be a good human being, <laughs> and it never ends. And your movie homework is sort of like, well, there's the good stuff out there, you know. I think uh, I like, guess it's I guess it's a bucket list. Before Netflix, I bought a lot of DVDs. Like I, I have a lot of DVDs. And yeah. Because I, I, I kept thinking like I'm gonna want to watch this again. I'm gonna want to watch this again. But I had a lot of DVDs that I was like I should watch this someday. Purchased it and then never did. Never, I never took the shrink wrap off. And I had shelves of things I've ne- I had yeah. never watched and I probably never will watch, taking up room. And I guess one thing that Netflix is good for is like for eight bucks a month you don't have to store all those movies 
that you're never going to watch, they'll just do that for you. And you can still not watch them. And you can still get to them, you know, someday. Mm -hmm. I'm making air quotes on a radio show. But, you know, and and that's... what, What do I watch on Netflix? It's like... I don't know. Black books. It's like, well, okay. Do you find you just end up watching a lot of stuff you've already seen before? Sometimes. Brendan does something... I haven't seen other people do on Netflix. When I've I've seen you, a whole bunch of people around, it's like, let's all watch a Netflix. Yeah. Usually, that takes like a long time because nobody wants to decide what to get. Yeah. You go, somebody goes, oh, I've, oh, this is a good movie. And you go, bam, and you just put it on. Yep. And then we start watching it and it's like, open your mouth and that's the commitment. Yes. And that's, say it's good, sure, that's what we're doing. That's terrific. We ended up watching Vertical Limit that way, remember? Yeah, that's right. Because I said, I love Vertical Limit. And Brendan was like, bam. And then everybody watched Vertical Limit. And now we're all Vertical Limit up. Yeah. Right? One time we did it with uh, High Anxiety. Yes. One time we did that with They Live. Oh my god, yes, that was they, amazing. They live. Talk about movies that, you know, there are movies that we, you can't really enjoy them when you watch them. They can only be remembered fondly. Right. And, uh, <laughs> Gentlemen Broncos. Yeah. Yes, Gentlemen Broncos. Um, Brain Candy. Yes. Uh, and They Live is another one. Sort of like, this movie is a hodgepodge. When you're watching it, you're like, what the fuck am what I watching? What is happening? And like, it's ridiculous, right? Like, they, they, like, they go to, like, the, all this time he's stumbling around, the fight scene takes forever, the, the, the third act is a mess, the way that they get, like, betray and kill each other, but the ideas are so potent and powerful, and the iconography is so potent and powerful, yeah. you can kind of, you can kind of throw yourself a little they live party, right? Yeah. And it's like the glasses and obey and the underground stuff. And it's like, I love the, the, like, 12 minute fight scene. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen They Live, Julie? I have not. Do you, oh know, do you know the premise of They Live? No. This guy... It's a John Carpenter for, to begin yeah. with. Yeah. He finds a special pair of glasses that allows him to see the subliminal messages written on everything. So on money, it's written, this is your God. And like... If he looks at on, ads, like billboards, they all say obey. Obey, obey, obey. or consume. Oh my God. Um, and, and sprinkled in with the human population are horrible, monstrous-faced aliens. And kind of like one in four kind of thing. Yeah, like... They're just kind of living their life. But this pair of glasses is not unique. There's a guy making them. There's an underground resistance of people who have sort of, like, figured out that aliens have come and they've pretty much just got us. Kind of enslaved us, and we don't know it. <laughs> By the Fazulis is, I think... It's pretty heavy-handed. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, it's, like. it's quite heavy-handed in its commentary, but it's it's great. And the main character is Roddy Roddy Piper. That's right. Yes, oh you God. probably heard the line, uh, "I came here to kick ass and chew bubblegum, and I'm all out of bubblegum." Yes. That's where that comes from. Okay. Yeah, they live. Which apparently was an ad-libbed line, I think, or something like that. Those are all good lines. Because yeah. Why would anyone write anything? Yeah, I know. Why would anyone? But like write? the first act of that is really like you don't know what's going on. And it's really rough and. Once he gets the glasses, then the light starts to go off. Like, oh man, this is this is a thing, you know? Yeah. But I couldn't tell you how it ends. Like, you know, it's just... I think it's one of those have-to-destroy-the-beacon kind of movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's up there with his, his buddy and his girlfriend. His girlfriend is a sympathizer. Oh, doesn't she throw him through a window? She kills the buddy. Yeah. 
But like it's the movie is not the like the watching of the movie is not how you get it. It's the remembrance of the movie. You're right. Where you sort of put it back together in your head. Same with same with brain candy, right? Sure. Or as you say, the gentleman Broncos, right? You throw yourself a little movie in your brain. Did you watch it finally? Gentleman Broncos. Yeah. I own it now. Oh, you do now? Yeah. But Hani and I were talking about it for ages. I watched. Then... I finally watched it with her, and then I found a copy of it for like. Three Did you bucks. see Gentleman Broncos? I have seen parts of Gentleman Broncos. Oh my god! You just sit there the whole time going, "What the fuck am I watching?" But then afterward, you're like, "Oh my god! You remember the part when?" Yes. Yeah. You just can't stop recalling awesomeness from it. Cyclops over there. The only the only part I really had a problem with was the when he comes running out of the theater after watching the movie in the garbage can oh. and he gets sick. Yeah, he says. And then the girlfriend and puke comes and then they out. Kiss. Yeah. yeah, that part still I get a little gaggy just thinking about it. But the rest of it, I love is that just, they just live in a geodesic dome. Yeah, and like <laughs> and his mom in the popcorn balls. And she makes those terrible outfits. She's just the worst fashion designer and he's just so supportive yeah and it's all so sweet yeah check yeah. check the, check all those movies out I don't know if they're all on Netflix still but but again uh, those are movies we wouldn't have seen oh my gosh that's true things fall out of Netflix yes. and it's like the fucking secret police come for them and they take it in the night the first thing I ever started watching on Netflix was Torchwood mm. and I just I fell into it like I lost days Watching yeah. Torchwood. You know, I'd go in, start watching, and it was daylight, and all of a sudden it's midnight, and I'm like, I gotta work tomorrow. Yeah. And then something happened. My internet conked out, because, you know, that happens to me all the time. Right. And by the time I came back to it, it was gone. So I uh, still have no idea how that series ended. The first thing I watched on Netflix, or one of the first things I watched on Netflix when I got it, was uh, that Mitchell and Webb look. Right. Yes. Which is amazing. It's incredible. Right? This is incredible. It's no longer on Netflix. At some point, they took it off because I wanted Secret to watch Police it. Came for and it, it's just gone. And so, and you can't even get it now. The only copy I could get on video, Bettany bought me, I think, for Christmas or my birthday last year. Paid money for like a uh, sandwich. But they're all Region 2, and we can't watch them. And uh, so I'm trying to find oh, what? the yes. Region 2 DVDs because they're, they're imports. What? Byzantine bullshit. I've done that before. And so now uh, you gotta buy I, a and I know UK. there's people, I know there are people listening right now that's like, oh, region locked. Oh, fuck. You're, you're fucking stupid. You can get around that real easy. It's like, yeah, but like, it takes some effort and I haven't really got to that yet. So they're, they're Region 2 locked. I can't watch them. They're sitting on my shelf. They're not on Netflix anymore. But you, you made a good point a while back, Brendan. You said. Uh, about pirating movies is I I don't know I don't pirate a lot of movies anymore because of Netflix like I don't have any reason to I just watch what's no. on Netflix but you told me once that if something was ever on Netflix if ever if it's ever been on Netflix and it falls off Netflix I'm a very greedy and avaricious person <laughs> and I'll be like I'm pretty sure I own that I'm pretty sure I own at that at one time you did and at one time well own right I mean you had that, access to it that you paid for right and then and then it disappears and it's sort of like can I just like conscience free steal this now yeah and that's kind of not how morality works but it is how my morality works right I've, I've had the same response to things that have shown on you know cable channels that I pay for but for whatever reason didn't watch yeah I'm like well I paid for the channel that it was originally aired on I just didn't take advantage of yeah. watching it right you so could have taped it I could have you could have I could have literally taped it I still own a VCR Ooh, wrong good. VCRs they get the job done they do get the yeah. job done 
Uh, I want to get your your thoughts. We're talking a lot about Netflix, which is just one streaming service. Has anyone ever had any experience with Crackle? Crackle's like... Well, you, I think, you should head this off. I don't know if you have the Crackle experience. You're like the Crackle guy. <laughs> I don't know if I'm the Crackle guy, but I definitely have a, a soft spot for Crackle. I don't watch it as much as Netflix. There's no reason to. Um, but I like... A lot. They have original series just like Netflix does, oh. um, and their their big marquee uh, show that they have is uh, Jerry Seinfeld's Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Yeah, which is that awesome. is a Crackle show, and now you can get it on like YouTube and stuff. But like it comes from Crackle, and it sort of promotes Crackle as a brand. Um, first of all, that is an amazing program. Yeah, comedians. If you're into comedy and comedians and sort of like the the workings of comedy. Uh, you gotta watch that show. He he knows everybody. He knows all these legends of comedy, and they just kind of drive around and drink coffee and talk about comedy. And it's a really amazing show. And each episode's only like twelve minutes. They do something. what they say on the tin. It does what it says on the tin exactly. And he's a very he's a good host. He's not a typical host. Like he's not like hello everybody, welcome to the program. He's just kind of he's a little bit of a jerk almost. Actual Jerry Seinfeld in life, I see. I think is kind of a jerk. I don't know if that's true. It just he just kind of comes off that way. But in a way, it makes the show unlike other shows that you watch because he's a jerk, but not to the people on his show because they're his friends. Yeah. But he's kind of a jerk to everybody else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, it, it, it's weird. But I think there's there are a few seasons in, and because it's on Crackle, they don't advertise that much. And I sometimes don't know when a new season comes out, so it'll be like. I haven't seen it in a while, and I'll kind of go to Crackle if I'm bored, and I go, oh my god, there's like a whole season of Comedians in Cars now that I haven't even seen. So uh, I definitely recommend that, and they have, I, I think they may have fallen off a little bit. For a while, they had a bunch of original series. Each episode, again, was only like 10 minutes or something, and they were like, but uh, like Netflix is like Hollywood, right? Like Netflix is kind of like HBO. They've got all the, the money, they've put in like a lot of production yeah. value and oh, stuff. Yeah. Crackle's originals, uh, for Crackle's a while. Crackle's like Bollywood. Yeah, Crackle's originals were like, uh, we have given someone, we just threw $1,000 in the air and someone grabbed it and made a movie, and this is what they got. And it was really low budge yeah. and like really ex- like a lot of exploitation and stuff oh. or whatever, and was terrific. Like, yeah. I really loved it. There was a show starring uh, a stunt woman. She had previously been a stunt woman for a lot of famous people. Yeah, and they were just like, hey, wait a minute. We, you know, this is an action, like a crime drama. Why don't we just hire a stunt woman in the lead? And and you can tell she's a stunt woman because she looks like a stunt woman. Like, there's sort of like... <laughs> what I mean by that is, like, she didn't quite have, like, leading lady... Typical leading lady looks, but she almost did. Okay. Like, like far away, blurry in the distance, she would look like a leading lady, which is the whole point of a stunt woman. Stand but in this one... Stand in similarities. Right, but in this one, she's, she's like, the, the star of the show. And, like, I, I, I'm not saying that she's... Ugly. I don't. I'm not. I don't. That's not what I mean. I mean. She has a good personality, but she just has like a different, an atypical Hollywood look. And and that's what I loved about these shows is that pe- these were people who normally wouldn't get a chance to get anything out. Yeah. But Crackle for a while was just like we just got to get something out there. We don't even yeah. care what it is. Here's some money and just do it. David Faustino from uh, Married with Children. He played Bud. Yeah. He had a show. Really. Uh, it was sort of a um, a fake documentary about his life. Being David Faustino, being sort of a in the show, the the pretend world of the show, he's like a washed up TV star, mm-hmm. and sort of his friends, sort of the things he gets up to, and like there's all these sort of like weird little shows, yeah. 
and uh, it, I felt like I was I felt like it was just for me because no one else I thought was watching them. It kind of was and continues to be just for you. Like, <laughs> Crackle, thank, thank you, Sony Pictures. Crackle is like alternate reality stuff. Yeah, Crackle is a lot of Godzilla movies, a lot of anime, a lot of a lot of actually pretty good anime. I'll so, never so, know. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, so a decent anime collection, um, bunch of bunch of kaiju movies, Godzilla movies, and Mothra and God- Ghidorah and all that good stuff. Yeah, weird black exploitation stuff, sitcoms from like the seventies and eighties. Yeah, it's weird. And then it's sort of like Crackle used to have like a most viewed tab, and it was a real melange. It yeah, was there was one show they had that was like. A family of porn stars or something. Yeah. Like, it was, yeah, it was really... Crackle continues to be incredibly weird. Also, I should point out, for those of you who don't know, Crackle is ad-supported and free. Uh, free... Unlike Netflix. I don't know if it's just free online. I know that it... Yes, it is. It's uh, all ad-supported, so they have, like... that's awesome. You can go to their website... Uh, or you can uh, there's an app for like Xbox and stuff. And you can I know just... it's free with um, I know it's free uh, on Xbox. Yeah. The Xbox Gold. That's the only way I've ever viewed Crackle. Ah, they also have it. Just if you go to their website, also uh, I think they have. Uh, you're, you're the only person. Smartphone ever apps. Going to the website. Yeah, I know. <laughs> One time I watched. I was sitting here. I had to make. I, I make buttons here in my office. Uh, I mean, I mean this professional recording studio. It's not a button factory. But anyway, I was making buttons, and I was looking for something just to have on in the background. And I went to Crackle, and they had a Crackle-exclusive movie, Joe Dirt 2. See, that's that's so oh. telling. Because right? somebody was like, Joe Dirt was okay. Nobody really wanted to pay for a sequel, but okay. Crackle was like, we'll do it. And, and David Spade was available. David Spade so. was just like, I'm available. And it what wasn't, was I going to do? Chris it wasn't great. Dead. I got about... 10 minutes to the end of the movie and then I had to stop for some reason I didn't bother watching the end so that maybe tells you how it was but where else are you going to see Joe Dirt 2 that's it that's all there is the thing with Joe a movie like Joe Dirt 2 is that like two things one it means that there's enough people who like Joe Dirt that they had to make a Joe Dirt 2 but it also means that going into it you know that it's a movie that's going to be categorically worse than Joe Dirt right right right? it's like how it was yeah, because they're like, how? Because it's not going to be the Mafia Two of Joe Dirt's, right? Right? It's not going to be <laughs> Mafia Two. Pardon me, Godfather Two. Although Mafia Two is pretty good. Yeah, Mafia, the video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mafia Two is all right. It's not going to be the Godfather Two of Joe Dirt's. Nailed it. Um, nice. But like, it's like, how good could it be? Right? How good could like Deuce Bigelow European Gigolo be? Right? Not very, I guess. Not. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I've seen the first one. Yeah. It was okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I feel like I am the Crackle guy. Yeah, uh, man. So check out Crackle. Uh, do you? Uh, we're going to wrap up the show in a moment, but before we do, I just want to quickly ask each of you if you have a Netflix gem that you would recommend oh. to people. Something on Netflix maybe that you didn't expect or that you don't think most people know. Do you have a gem that you can recommend to people? Um, it's not like a hidden gem. You were the one who put me onto it, actually. Oh, yeah. And it's one thing I will go back and watch again and again. And is the uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh yes. Hmm. You know, it's it, it's not exactly the hidden gem, 
Yeah, they promoted Netflix it. paid for it. They they want yeah. you to watch it. Yeah. But man, for anyone who hasn't, you really need to. It's a lot of fun. It's just. If you haven't heard of it, it's uh, about a woman who spent like ten years or fifteen years uh, trapped in an underground bunker mm-hmm. in a doomsday cult. Yep. And is finally released and moves to New York, but has the sort of the emotional intelligence of a fifteen-year-old. Basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's a lot of fun. And yeah. it has the greatest theme song. It is a very good theme of song. Of all time, By the I Gregory think. Brothers. Yes. Yeah. Brendan, do you have a, a Netflix gem? I mentioned it either off mic or perhaps in conversation here, but when it comes to people talking about something that's on Netflix, I do default to saying the third man <laughs> is on Netflix. And anyone's just two hours away from just watching the third man. Yeah, definitely you should. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Crackle made this, this, put the sequel at the Fourth Man. Yeah, that's right. And it was okay. They got Arsene Wells. The Fourth Man. Yeah, this Ghost. No, the Third Man is incredible. Right, this <laughs> incredible British-made noir that um, is kind of unlike anything. It's it's incredible. It's incredibly itself. You know, um, I can't talk about this movie without sort of talking in circles, right? So sure. I, so I lend itself to tautology. Um, it's it's spoiler delicate. I yeah, would say. Mm-hmm. yeah. There's no real way of sort of going in, um, but it's an incredible movie full of surprises. Uh, noir in a way that I don't think a lot of people think about noir. We're sort of like, oh, it's about smoke, you know, smoke and alleyways and bad women, and it's all of that. But it's sort of, but it has a historicity to it. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's noir. It's not set in New York City, so it yeah. doesn't have that flavor. Yeah, it's noir, but it doesn't. It's not necessarily pulp. You know what sure, I mean? Sure. Yeah. Um, and it's incredible, and it's just two good hour- performances, and it's it's two hours away. Like you could just beam that into your brain this evening. If you want, right? finish this podcast and then just go watch it. Yeah, you can just go watch Netflix. it. And then pound Kimmy Schmidt, and then watch all of X Files. Yeah. All ten and, seasons of uh, X Files. My Netflix pick is a, uh, a little independent movie called Rubber. Have you seen Rubber? I haven't, but I remember when you guys were really into it. Rubber is... Okay. To describe it is a bit strange. Unlike The Third Man, it is not spoiler-heavy because you can't describe it. Um, rubber... The main character of Rubber is a rubber car tire. There's this rubber car tire in the desert. Right. It sits up, seemingly it comes to life and starts rolling around. It comes upon humans, comes upon people as it rolls around, and murders them. And the police come to investigate this murder that's being committed by a rubber tire that's rolling around. That is not the weirdest thing about this movie. (laughs) Like, this movie is really fucked up, and that's not the fucked up part. Like, there's stuff where... I don't want to give too much away, but, like, there's the tire doing its thing, and it's like... So there's a scene where, like, the tire watches a woman get in the shower in a motel, and then it comes out and murders her, and then there's... But then there's, like, these scenes where there's people in the desert watching the tire, but then people are watching them, and the cops aren't sure if they're in a movie or if this is real, and, like, it's just really messed up, and... I don't know that it's good, but I can promise you, you've never seen anything like it. (laughs) 
and I don't mean that as hyperbole. You have literally never seen a movie like Rubber. And it's not even that long. If I recall, it's like 80 minutes. So if, if that's what you're into, stop when this podcast is over. Go find Rubber on Netflix. Uh, and then have weird dreams after. So Not bad. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's wrap up the show. All right. If you uh, would like to tell us your thoughts about Netflix, what do you think about Netflix spying on you? Do you got any uh, Netflix uh, favorites? Let us know. You can join the conversation and on, on Twitter, where all the action is, at CR Podcast. You can also send us an email at info at catlikereflexes.com or find all the info about our program on catlikereflexes.com. Now go fire up the Netflix and do your thing. That's not how you end a show, is it? You, you stuck here. You stay I strong. Gotta, I gotta stay strong. They end strong? Yeah, end strong. Is that like, like when the gymnast flies off the thing and they land and then they kind of like... They, they go, wobble. They gotta go wobble, wobble, wobble. And it was like, it was impressive that they did that spin. I couldn't do that. But then they, they land it and they're just like, yeah, fuck it. Is it once you don't pop, you're fine? Yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. Oh, really? Point wobbles, you don't get. As long as your feet don't move, you're good. Well, that's good. Yeah. All right. Good night, everybody. at the beginning and ending of today's episode of Cat Like Reflexes was High Voltage by Antarctic Breeze. I found their music on gemendo.com and so can you, or you can find a direct link on our website, catlikereflexes.com.